at verse 14. We're still looking at this uh, series on the gospel according to Jesus, what his words were um, in uh, proclaiming the gospel. And it's not that um, Paul's version of the gospel is different. Paul gives us, um, in, his, in his writings to other people, um, some, some uh, things to hang our hat on, so to speak, about the gospel. He gives us an order of salvation. And he, but he's taken everything that he has, he sees through the lens of Jesus' cross and of his message of the good news of salvation. But I wanted to go straight to the source for a bit and just talk about some of the things Jesus said and what the good news is all about. And the good news of our salvation is that we don't have to be under God's condemnation anymore. We don't have to be under the guilt of, and weight of sin. We don't have to be under the power and control of sin anymore in our lives. And in fact, that sin can be driven from us if we'll allow Christ to do that. This is Jesus' prayer in John 17 for his disciples. Uh, this is um, his last will and testament, so to speak. We talked about that um, even going back when we talked about John chapter 13. This whole section is, is Jesus' um, final instructions, his final will, his final pleas to his disciples. And now he's praying before them to God the Father, asking God to protect his disciples who are in this world. And this is what he says about that. Beginning at verse 14, he says, I have given them, the disciples, your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, or sanctify, and for their sake I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. If you are playing on a sports team in, in high school, um, what you have to do is, is to be willing to take direction. And a lot of times, you know, high schoolers are, are willing to do that, but you know, you know people, kids who are teenagers, they're in that stage where they're beginning to um, uh, assert their, their own individuality and, uh, and, and their freedom, and sometimes they, they like to rebel at what's being told them to do. But, but every, every person on that, that's part of a team know that, that loyalty to that team is important if they want to win. You know, young, young athletes who go out and, and showboat and try to do things, go out and do things on their own, oftentimes it hurts the team. I mean, you see this all the time in, in, in some of these NFL athletes who, who go off on their own and... Um, they, they, they like to show out um, outside the team. They, they like to use their wealth and, and to go out and party and influence people and, and, and do all sorts of things and, and how, it, how it's detrimental to the team. 
And sometimes they, 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 they try to go out on their own and, and do things, even on the field. But, but anybody who does that, you know, that, their, their team is going to lose. They, 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 a person on a team listens to the coach that is leading this team, who, who is training them and teaching them all the plays that he knows, so that they will go out and, and do those plays. But, but, that, but that kind of thing always um, has to start off with, with, with the athletes, the, the team player, the team members, loyalty to, to the coach. And, and not going off in, into some sort of rebellion and trying to do their own thing and, and all that. And that, that happens, and when it does happen, it, 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 it destroys the team. And it doesn't mean that that particular player... Um, gets you know forfeits all of his unique talents, his or her unique talents. Um, everyone ha has their own talents. Um, that, that that's why they were chosen to be on this team. They're not giving up their individuality, so to speak, um, completely. They they each have their own unique skills and things that they bring to the team. But still, yet for 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 a player to to for his team to advance and, and for the team to win, that player has to give up their own self-interest and self-gratification and, 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 and self-exaltation, so to speak, and, 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 and sacrifice a lot of that to help the team to win. And especially in terms of loyalty to the team members, they, they have to get rid of that, that rebellion, that, 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 that tendency to want to promote self. And there are a lot of egos in sports, and you know that. And in fact, you know, um, th that ego sometimes, uh, you know, um, contributes to, to the win. But if, we're so, but if that member is so totally focused on themselves, what's going to happen is they're going to cause their team to lose. They're going to cause the team to be resentful towards them. And, and a lot of trouble and strife happens because of that. Well, that's the same thing in parallel to, what about, to, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, we have, what has to happen with the good news of salvation is that God is not just saving individual people from their sin. What He is doing is He's bringing them into a new community of faith. And that faith requires them to be set apart in their hearts for, from, from, from the rest of, of, of the world around them. And also it requires loyalty to, to the leadership. Lo loyalty to, to the other, other people and in, in, in other believers and loyalty to, to Christ as our leader. And, uh, and it's unfortunate because the, 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 the rebelliousness and, 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 and the corruption that came because of sin causes us to continue to rebel. Our tendency is, is, is to want to promote ourselves and to do our own thing. But that, but that has to be squashed in us in order to help others and elevate other people and, and, and continue to encourage other people and to produce this loyalty to the leader who is wanting to lead us in, into this glorious new era and into a glorious new kingdom. In other words, we have to, be, we have to start giving up ourselves. And I've talked about that in certain other places in the, in, when we were talking about the gospel as well, we talked about how um, we're, we're, in, in the gospel of Luke, Jesus says to take up your cross daily and follow him. 
which is the idea of, of a self-sacrifice, a living sacrifice, giving up our own uh, will and way, giving up our own tendency towards self-gratification and, and, and self-exaltation and, and selfish-focused and self-centeredness. And, and, and it, it calls us to, to go against the pattern of the world because the world is, is um, ought, you know, hopelessly self-centered and, and selfish, which is why we're in the situation that we're in of, of corruption and of, and of violence and, 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 and of rampant theft and, and murder and, and, and all sorts of things, all sorts of immorality is coming because of this. But Christians are called to be transformed by God's Word so that we can be loyal to Him. So that we're not caught up in, in, in this corruption. So Jesus starts off by telling, you know, by, by praying this. He, he's, he's, he's pleading with the Father, Lord, protect them, Lord. Keep them safe. Keep them from harm from the evil one. Of course, he's referring to, to the devil. He's referring to Satan. But he is pleading on, on behalf. He says, Lord, you have given me the, 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 this group of men from out of the world. You've given them to me. And they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now, what Jesus is saying here is, is that, you know, Jesus has a divine origin. He came into the world from his heavenly throne, into the womb of Mary, was born a human being with, with, with human flesh. He became Christ in, in the flesh for us. And he, he, and he lived a life um, of, of full obedience and, and surrender of himself to the Lord as an example to us. And not only that, not only that, he suffered and died on the cross as a perfect and a holy sacrifice for sin, which completely undoes all of our history of sin and, and, and is meant to um, purify us from that sin. The other thing we, we talked about too, as far as this idea of taking up your cross daily, and we talked about this last time, is, is, is the idea of love. The mark of, of a believer who has been saved by the grace of God is that, that they love God and that they love others even above themselves and, and, and their own wants. Everything becomes, instead of inwardly and self-focused, everything becomes outwardly focused. But the source of all this, of, of being able to take up our cross daily and also being able to love as God loves, is because of the sanctifying power that lies in the cross. The sanctifying power that lies in the cross. And, and that, that term sanctify is, is initially this idea of being set apart. Jesus says, you have given me these disciples out of the world. That, that they are not like the world. They're living differently in, in, in the world, from the world. In, in this sense that they're no longer to be self-focused. They're no longer to be dominated by sinful pleasures and sinful self-gratification. They're no longer dominated. That we no longer have to be called sinners. I had this discussion um, in our interviews um, for, with pastors that, that we do. And um, one of them uh, said, you know, said that, first thing I want to say, friends, is that I'm a sinner saved by grace. 
And I can tell you this, you know, I know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I know that we are all sinners at one time. But by the power, when Christ put his finger on you, when Christ suffered on the cross and died, on, and died for the sins of the world, and you accepted that by faith and received Jesus Christ as your Savior, to save you from, from, from judgment, to save you from hell, to save you from uh, the evil one, to save you from, from your own self-destruction and sin, you are no longer a sinner. In other words, your life no longer has to be characterized by sin. That's not to say that you might not still sin. That's not to say that the possibility of sin remains. But your life no longer has to be characterized by, by continuing on in daily habitual sins. Christ set his disciples apart. He, they, they were chosen out of the world. And now he says here that um, for their sake, I am going to consecrate myself. Now the English Standard Version uses the word consecrate. But anyway, we'll get into that. He says, and for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified, that they may also be set apart, that they also may have their sins purged. That term sanctified means initially to be set apart these disciples belonged to Christ because they were called out of the world by Christ they were hand chosen by him to, to spread his good news um, throughout, throughout the, um, the world you and I through, through our faith in the son Jesus Christ and by his grace and power are set apart from the rest of the world and are his special possession because of, because of our faith in him. But whatever God sets apart, he purges, he purifies it. And that's the other part of sanctification. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been set apart by God. But you have also been sanctified in him. You have been purified. Because Jesus, as he said here, for their sake I sanctify myself. Now Jesus was already pure. Jesus was already holy. Jesus was already sin sinless. How did he sanctify himself? He himself became a holy sacrifice for our sins is what that means. Jesus set himself apart. Jesus gave up his own life as a sacrifice for sin. And what were the sacrifices supposed to do? The sacrifices were supposed to cleanse the, uh, the worshipers of their sins. It, it, it was supposed to, the blood was supposed to cover over a multitude of their sins. But Jesus, I mean, think about this. Jesus Christ being the Holy Son of, innocent Son of God, and very God himself suffered and died for the sins of the people, how much better is his sacrifice going to be effective for us than, than say, the, the blood of bulls and goats and lambs? The blood of Jesus Christ is not just to forgive us of our sins, but to purify us from those sins. 
so that, so that the power of sin is broken in us. Sanctification, in other words, is, is one of the goals of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that means transformation. We're not just made right with God in His sight. We're not just set right before Him. Within us, God transforms us and makes us right before Him. The goal of the gospel is to sanctify us. And it's in other places in Scripture too. The Apostle Paul prays in 1 Thessalonians. He says, Father, I pray that, I pray that, that you, he says, I pray that, that you may be fully sanctified and kept blameless until the day of the Lord comes. Jesus' prayer was Paul's prayer as well. That they be sanctified sanctified in, in truth he says he says sanctify Jesus says here sanctify them in truth your word is truth sanctify them in truth your word is truth the word of God is the truth and if, and if we are and if we surrender to its commands then God comes and he touches us and he he cleanses us from all sin and what's even better than all that, it's not just God's spoken word. The Bible tells us, especially the Gospel of John here, says that Jesus is the word of God made flesh. In other words, if, if, if we're surrendering to Christ and what he has done for us, and we're giving our hearts and lives to him, then, then, then what we're doing is we're keeping God's word. We're keeping his commandments. Jesus is, is the central focus of it all. Jesus is the one who is predicted in the Old Testament. Jesus is, is the one that, that all the sacrifices in the Old Testament points to. Everything in the law points to Jesus Christ. All the prophets point to Jesus Christ. Everything after that points back to Jesus Christ and what He's done on the cross for our sins. Believers today constantly are looking back 2,000 years to when Jesus suffered and died for the sins of the people. That's why we have crosses in our churches. An instrument of torture and of execution has become the way of salvation and sanctification. What Christ does is that His, His ultimate sacrifice is meant to purify us from our sins and He is the embodiment of God's Word. So if we're turning our hearts and surrendering to Jesus Christ fully, then, then, then we're being sanctified in God's truth. And it's Him, it's He that does it. We're, we're not called to spin our wheels to try to live by God's moral code. And in fact, we will find very quickly we can't do that. What we have to do is say, Lord, I know that you can do this in me. I know that you have forgiven me of my sins, but Lord, I'm asking that, that you sanctify me from them, that you purify me, that you drive them out. I would say that this sanctification is, is the goal of salvation and not necessarily making heaven my home. Making heaven my home is, is, is true and it's right. But in the order of salvation, sanctification has to come before glorification. <laughs> glorification is, is when we are transformed into God's glorious image and we're taken away 
um, and, and to heaven to, to dwell with him in, in anticipation for his uh, kingdom coming to earth. When, when his kingdom comes, you and I are going to be transformed and we're going to be in his presence. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who remain will be quickly changed, the Bible says. When Christ returns, that's what's going to happen. But before that can happen, we're sanctified. We're set apart, first and foremost, through, through, through what Christ has, has done on the cross for us. But, but in particular, not only are we set apart, whatever Christ sets apart for His special use, He purifies them from their sins. When we talk about the order of salvation, it, it begins first and foremost with, with a, you know, what we call a prevenient grace. A grace that goes before that God gives all people to prepare them for salvation. His revelation to us, His reaching out to us. And then, then we call this, what we call the saving grace. Where when we first believe in Jesus Christ and come to know Him, we, we are saved from, from from, from ourselves, from, from our corruption of sin, from, from God's judgment, all those things. The other thing that happens at the same time is what we call justification, which means that, that all of our past sins are forgiven and we're made right and new with God in that moment. There's regeneration. That means being born again. Not, not, not only have we been forgiven and made right according to God's uh, righteousness and His justice and His law, but we are transformed. We, we become new creatures in Jesus Christ. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All of our past sins are swept away. They're gone. Then there's a period as, as a new believer in Jesus Christ where we begin to, to learn and, and know the good news of salvation. We, we, we draw closer to Christ and we realize that, 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 that there, there, there's a lot of baggage that I have. I, I still tend to be self-centered. I tend, still tend to be self-focused. But, but God is still working in my life and He wants to do something within me. And, and in that moment, we fully surrender to Christ. We ask Him to cleanse me of all my sin, Lord, of, of, of that source of sin within me, that inward rebellion that I have towards You. And the power of Christ steps in again and, and, and does another work of His grace within us. We call it sanctifying grace. This, this is the will of Christ for us. He gave us a, an initial sanctification in, what we, in, in, in regeneration when He, when he, when he, when he uh, made, made us new because He swept away sins then at that time. But because, you know, I mean, th things don't always happen instantly in a human being's life. And you and I know that. The, 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 there, there's years in which we have lived without Christ and, ha and have tried to live according to our own devices and, and our own will and our own stubborn ways. And, and, and we have a whole life of, um, uh, of, of things that, that have come up against us that, that form our opinions, that form our thinking, that, 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 that form our... Um, biases and prejudices and, and whatever else it may be. But Christ ha has to spend time transforming us 
and conforming us to his image in order to restore us to what his original idea was for us. And that's what we call sanctification. It's, it's both a, a moment when we, we realize this and we surrender to Christ and say, Lord, I, I want all of this inward rebellion gone. And he, sweet, he comes in and he, he gives us a, a special anointing of his spirit and, and, and sweeps the, that, that sinful desires away. But that moment also, that, you know, again, like I said, nothing comes instantly, nothing comes easy. After, after that initial time that we've surrendered to Christ, that there is a period where he is continually putting his finger on things and showing us in our lives that, that you need to get rid of this. You need to get rid of that. You, you, you need to put off that attitude that, that you have towards people. You, you need to get rid of the, this anger that you have. You need to get rid of this unforgiveness. You need to get rid of this bitterness. That's the sanctifying process. So it's both a, a time when we you agree that I need to be sanctified, Lord, and then, and then there's a process in which he sanctifies us. A sanctification is, is what is, is was Jesus' will for his disciples. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. They, they already belong to you, Lord, and, and, and you've given them to me, and I'm asking that you protect them from the evil one, but not only that, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Make them holy as I am holy. And, he's, and he says here too, you know, um, they are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. That they, 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 they belong to God now and, and not the sinful world. Sanctify them as I'm sanctified, Lord. I'm sanctifying myself for them so that they can be sanctified, meaning he's making himself a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be sanctified. In other words, sanctification is really about becoming more and more like Christ. Becoming more and more like Him. Sanctification or being made holy is, is, is the source for our being able to love other people. And to truly love other people and, and love God as we should, we have to allow Him to sanctify us within. We have, we have to surrender to this idea that God wants to cleanse us of our inward rebellion. Now, does that mean that we never sin again? Of course not. Does that mean that we won't ever make a mistake? Of course not. We might still make mistakes. We might still fall into willful sin. But a person who is sanctified will, will immediately respond when the Holy Spirit says, okay, you shouldn't have done that. When Christ's Spirit comes to us and says, okay, you shouldn't have done that, we immediately respond and, and say, Lord, yes, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Forgive me. A person who is sanctified has their focus on others and not just themselves. A person who is sanctified lo loves, as we talked about last week. I was talking to somebody else, um, and uh, they said, well, Pastor, how, how can I love like you're talking about. There, there's people that, that uh, just um, are on me all the time, and um, it, it, it's hard to love. And I said, well, it's not about your own effort. It's about what Christ does within you. And what you do is you surrender to it and allow Him to help you to love. <laughs> Sometimes we have to give things over to, to God. 
Sometimes we have to give things over to him. It's sort of like um, uh, Peter comes up to Jesus one day and, and um, says, Lord, how many times should, should we forgive someone? Jesus says, 70 times 7. <laughs> now, I don't think Jesus was meaning to give an exact number there. The number 7 is, is God's number of perfection. And I think he was um, saying that your forgiveness needs to be perfect. But I also like to think of it in this way. And I don't know if this is what Jesus meant, but, but, but it helps me. Is that every time that, that offense comes up in my mind, every time that person who hurt me comes up in my mind, my tendency might be to have this flash of anger again. But I have to say, Jesus, forgive me and help me to forgive this person again. And I might have to do this over and over again. But eventually, when, after I've forgiven him so many times, it, you know, the anger becomes less and less and less. And, and then eventually, it's, you know, I, in my mind, I've kind of forgotten about it. Sanctification works within the person to help them to love as God loves. Well, my professors taught me a long time ago that um, you know we, we always get into uh, there's always this debate as, as which is more important God's holiness or His love and His thing was always it's holy love <laughs> it's holy love because God is holy because He is um, ultimate goodness because He is set apart from the world because He is the 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 one true being that there's none beside Him none after Him. He is the truly holy, pure, good being. He, he, he's able to love perfectly. And that's what God wants to do within us. Our holiness is, is derivative from Him. We, we don't have this in ourselves. But when we give our hearts and lives over to Jesus Christ, when we give our, 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 our um, hearts and lives over to His Father, and over to the Holy Spirit as well, He helps us. He shows us. He sanctifies us. He sets us apart. He makes us holy. He sweeps away that sinful nature, that tendency to rebel against Him and helps us to have loyal love for God and loyal love for others and, and so that the gospel can advance in the world. Jesus said at, here in verse 18, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. We need to be sanctified if we're going to reach the world for Jesus Christ. And we need to allow Him to do that. And we just need to say, Lord, show me, Father, that, that I'm living a sanctified life. Help me to overcome these sinful habits. Help me, Lord. Sanctify me fully for Your use. Purify me from, from this sinful rebellion. And help me to live for You in a way that pleases You. Help me to be transformed and conformed to Your Son, Jesus Christ. And if we do that truly in our hearts, He'll do it for us. Let's stand. Lord, the heart of Your Gospel, the goal of Your Gospel is to help us to be sanctified people. People who no longer have, a, have that inclination towards sin, no longer have that inward rebellion towards sin. It can be gone, Lord. We might still make mistakes. We might still have sinful actions because we still live in a fallen world. But Lord, you can help us to get rid of that self-centeredness. 
that self-focus and to have that loyal love for you and loyal love for other people. God, help us, Lord, to reach that goal. Help us to yearn for that goal, Lord. Father, make us perfect in your love, in love. Not just perfect performance, Lord, but perfect in love within our hearts and lives. Cast out all darkness. Cast out all sin. Cast out all rebellion. Lord, help us to yearn for that in our lives today, Lord. Father, bless these people as they go. Help them to seek you throughout their week. Help them to ask themselves that question. Lord, am I sanctified in you? Have I been set apart fully? Do I still desire sin or do I want to do away with it so I can love you and serve others? Lord, help us not to selfishly hold on to ourselves, but to give our lives fully to you. Bless these as they go. Dismiss us from this place, Lord. But never dismiss us from your holy presence. Go with us and be with us through our week. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.